0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues.
1: The US Supreme Court has changed the affirmative action rules for college admissions. Today we interview Ward Connerly with American Civil Rights Institute. He has been fighting against inequality for many years. You're gonna love his interview. and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with Ward Connerly, who is a former member of the University of California Board of Regents and has been fighting against inequality for years, but maybe not the way that you typically understand in light of the Supreme Court changing the rules for affirmative action and college admissions. Welcome to the program, Ward Connerly. How are you today, sir?
2: Brian, Dr. Schapps, thank you, sir.
1: I'm so honored to meet you, and you have a historic involvement in the affirmative action history, especially in the state of California, uh, where you were on the Board of Regents in 1995, uh, when the the state of California got rid of, essentially, affirmative action and preferential treatment for African-Americans who were going into uh, college. THEN IT WAS EQUAL. WHY DID YOU DO THAT?
2: BECAUSE IT REALLY WASN'T EQUAL IN A PRACTICAL sense. THE POLICY IS IMPORTANT AND THE POLICY WAS ONE OF EQUALITY, BUT uh, BUREAUCRATS WERE DEFILING THAT POLICY. AND I FELT THAT THE ONLY WAY TO CORRECT THIS AFTER I SUCCEEDED IN GETTING THE BOARD OF REGENTS TO FOLLOW THAT was to put it into the Constitution and enshrine it into the Constitution. And we did that with Proposition 209. Following that, we had to get the nation to embrace true equality. So I went into about nine states to do that. Finally, we got the attention of the Supreme Court. And now we have to make equality a reality and not just on paper, but in how we conduct our lives.
1: So let me ask a question. Um, You're an African-American man and you're not not in favor of extra benefits for African-American applicants. You want them to be tested on the basis of their resume, not on the basis of their skin color. Doesn't this new Supreme Court decision six to three ruling in uh, Students for Fair Admissions versus Harvard, doesn't that have the net effect of fewer African-Americans getting into Harvard?
2: Perhaps, first of all, I don't identify as quote, an African-American. I am a man, an American, a father, a grandfather, and all that, and that African-American identity never really emerges in my mind, uh, nor do I believe it should uh, in years as a white man. My objective is to get the nation beyond these ridiculous labels. But to answer your question, yes, it may result in fewer quote African-Americans, but that's only if african americans refuse or are incapable because of their conduct of reaching the bar of competition that's what the nation promises if you compete on a level playing field we will allow you to be a success we won't give it to you and that is precisely what the battle is all about. That was how the country was conceived, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal, as Lincoln said. And now we've got to prove it. And if you're a black man, as I am according to our system, then I've got to prove it. If I don't prove it, then I don't I don't get what I want.
1: Well, uh... I think what you've achieved is true equality on the basis of character or intellect or uh, leadership. What other, other, what factors should be considered when uh, admitting a young man or woman into college?
2: How did they perform in their K through 12? What was their, where were their academic scores? I think you can take in individual characteristics such as what did they do in school? What, what, what kind of activities were they engaged in? And I think it's okay to throw that in, but in our country, it is never appropriate to you to judge someone by their immutable traits, such as what's the color of their skin? Uh, are they blonde or brunette? I mean, that is the sort of thing that we as a country do not countenance. And yet that is the thing that we have been solely relying upon, calling it diversity, um, but diversity by the physical characteristics only. So these last few years have been more about getting away from what we don't want this to be than rather than what, what should it be, which is now where we have to focus our attention.
1: So you agree with the 6-3 six, uh, six to three decision by the Supreme Court to stop Harvard and other colleges from admitting people or giving them preferential treatment because of their minority uh, skin color, to be honest. Uh, now they can no longer do that. You, you glad for the 6-3 ruling?
2: I'm excited, I'm uh, thrilled about that. I only wish that they had done it In 2003, when we went to the court and asked them to do this, and they said no, that using race and all of these other goofy characteristics that they've allowed uh, was okay because diversity was a matter of compelling state interest. And without saying we screwed up, And on June 29th of this year, the court effectively admitted that they had uh, made a mistake. They had made diversity more important than true equality.
1: And I'm just gonna say the, the voters of California also agreed with you. When back in 95, you campaigned for Prop 209, they passed it by an overwhelming majority. So California has been the leader because of your leadership and advocacy. To stop affirmative action uh more than two decades ago, now the Supreme Court has finally caught up. uh Do you feel vindicated?
2: I indeed do feel vindicated as uh, as do all of those in our country who have agreed with this all along. You know, I think that if you were to able able to go to all three hundred and thirty one million people in this great country. I think 70% of them would agree. It is now in our bones. We really believe in equality. We always, true equality. We we always didn't seem like that. I mean, I was born with a C on my birth certificate for colored and that C did not give me the full access to all of the goodness of America, but the country has caught up with all of that. And the country, I think 70% of us really believe in true equality.
1: Okay, we're gonna take a short break. More with Ward Connerly right after this.
2: Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News.
1: If you've watched our program, you know that we stand with Israel as God's chosen people. We need you to sign a petition today. Why? Because. Did you know that even as Iran is now developing 800-mile range cruise missiles, could be nuclear tipped very soon, that our U.S. Congress has now three brand new freshman congresswomen, we call them the three anti-Semitic musketeers, Ocasio-Cortez and two Muslims, Tlaib and Omar. And they are influencing Nancy Pelosi to have the most anti-Semitic Congress in years. We need to stand with our friends in Israel and that's why we're asking you to sign a petition. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Don't divide Jerusalem, stand with Israel and stand up to the United Nations. We will fax it to the Congress, but you need to sign today. Take a stand, visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign our petition today. You know, people ask me, chaps, We're watching on this network. We've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends don't have this network or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we are on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their Roku box or their Amazon Firebox. Just look under the religion or news categories. Or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet. Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more
0: empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Ward Connerly, who has formed the American Civil Rights Institute, ACRI.org is his website. Ward, you've written an important book, it's called Creating Equal. Can you hold up a copy of that, and what is the subtitle?
2: Subtitle is My Fight Against Race Preferences
1: fight against race preferences what what historically were the race preferences that you fought against
2: there are in several venues at the point of entry to college uh, that was a measure of your worth and going to which college you attended there they were involved to a much lesser extent in employment who would we hire and it's reached a point in many sectors of our economy, our society, where skin color is a barometer for determining a person's worth. And we're hiring only people of a certain color to achieve, quote, diversity. Remember that word, <laughs> diversity. Uh, and then it was it being used in um, in contracting. Um, Employers in various places were required, and some still are doing this, to give 15% of your contract to a firm owned by a minority, in quotes, and 5% to a firm owned by a woman. And that is all uh, treated as affirmative action.
1: So, just to be clear, you're against what the liberals want is affirmative action. You're against those kind of preferences for blacks or women or blondes or brunettes. Uh, you think it ought to be on merit and not on inherent traits.
2: Indeed, I do. We call it affirmative action, but it's discrimination. And uh, in this country, if we're going to live out the true meaning of our creed, creed as Dr. King said, and as I think we believe, then we can't be doing that. We can't be giving preferences to people on the basis of their skin color and how they look and all of that. And I don't mean you can't dress up, but I mean that you can't use these immutable traits, things over which you have no control basically, although you can find a way to change the color of your hair um i think <laughs> most people know what i mean uh he, that with which you are born which the good lord gave you that is what we're talking about you can't you can't judge people on the basis of these these uh, externalities
1: you referenced uh dr martin luther king and of course his famous i have a dream speech in 1964 um can you Explain that to us, what, does that mean? what do his words mean to you?
2: His words mean that I will have a fair chance at whatever I want to do uh, in life in this country. I'll have an equal chance provided by my government and by our Constitution to pursue whatever I want to do within the bounds of the law to pursue that to achieve my happiness, go back to the Declaration of Independence. And that Declaration of Independence was a visionary document which said that uh, I am an equal. We are all equal. We all have a chance to do what we want within the bounds of law to pursue our dreams. You know, the reality of that came to life for me who was born in Jim Crow and left Louisiana when I was six years old, my mother had died. I went to school, My, the committee of three, my grandmother, maternal grandmother, an uncle by marriage and an aunt by birth, uh, the committee of three that were responsible for my life made me go to college. I went to college. And when I graduated from college and started looking for a job, I went instantly to the bottom of the announcements, the job announcements where they said, we are an equal opportunity employer. I can't begin to tell you how important that was to me in giving me some reassurance that I would have an equal opportunity And it was up to me to translate that into my worth for an employer. But I knew, I knew that at least I started out on an equal playing field.
1: I like that. Uh, Is there a difference between equal opportunity, which means, you know, you have a chance to compete uh, on a level playing field versus equality of results? which means even, yeah. if you, even if you didn't measure up, they're gonna elevate you with affirmative action.
2: You're so right, it, it, there is a big difference. And the progressives uh, believe that our society should be judged by how many of these and how many of those are in positions of power. We call it diversity. And you look at many of these uh, shows on television and you will see the powerful influence that they're using for color, for for uh, our appearances by these immutable traits. And they're suckering us into believing that what they call diversity is how we're to judge each other and how we're to judge our society. You know, they the important thing about this recent Supreme Court decision on June 29th was less about who gets to go to Harvard, but it was really about how we're going to live, how we're going to treat each other. And I would urge people to read that. It's it's long, 237 pages. I've read every word of it a couple of times. And the court, says the Constitution forbids all of that kind of discrimination, says discrimination is wrong. It's 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 against our Constitution. And the most powerful words in there were, discrimination is discrimination, is discrimination, and it's all wrong. It violates wow. the Fourth amendment.
1: There you go, so there's no justification. Uh, let's talk more with Ward Connolly about this. Uh, right after this
2: this is pijn news defending your religious freedom dr chaps will be right back
3: hello everyone i'm mike lindell and i want to tell everyone to get behind dr chaps ministry here in his program and you can do that by using going to mypillow.com using the promo code pray news and you're going to save up to 66 percent on all my products but more importantly a, mo- a lot of that money is going to go back to support Dr. Chaps and this programming, and it's—I uh, just can't tell you enough. To get people to Jesus is so important, and to have ministries like this is—is that it's just absolutely amazing. Thanks to your support, you've helped make My Pillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped My Pillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA.
0: When I got My Pillow.
3: I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm gonna pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece <laughs> towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. For the best night's
2: sleep
3: in the whole wide world, visit
0: mypillow.com.
3: What a concept.
2: I really love the towels. They're really great. They're super absorbent. I'm
3: interrupting this commercial to let you know we're having the biggest clearance sale ever. Get our six-piece towel sets for only $29.88 with your promo code. My Towel Sets are made with proprietary technology and include two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get our six-piece towel sets. Originally $99.98, then on sale for $49. Now we're closing them out for only twenty-nine eighty-eight while supplies last. Once they're gone, they're gone. So
1: please order now.
0: Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. One more segment with Ward Connerly, author of the important book Creating Equal. Ward, hold up your book again. And where can people find it? Is it on your website acri.org? Yes, there it is. Um...
2: It has been a a, a uh, popular book, uh, more so after June 29th. But I really want to put in a plug for, I think, what will be a textbook, uh, Ward's Words, deliberately chosen to make you remember it, Ward's Words. And that should be out there on your bookstands uh, about the middle of October, I'm told and uh it's it's designed to to uh, set the stage for how we create this plague fill of equality how do we now go to that we have lived for so long with race preferences that there are people in our country who believe that that's the only way forward and it is not so we have to learn how to Live with each other, disregarding, disregarding skin color and the like,
1: so uh, you know, I'm a Yankee from New York, and uh, the, the, there there's a long history of of racial injustice in America. Uh, you know the the Civil War was fought on that premise, and and us Yankees fought for the freedom of slaves from the South. Uh, or my ancestors did anyway. Uh, And, but then throughout uh, the history since then, there has been largely discrimination against blacks, particularly in the South. We've seen, you referenced the Jim Crow laws of the 60s, and you came out of that culture. Uh, Don't white people owe something to black people? What about this idea of reparations? we We need to pay them back for all that injustice.
2: No, no, no. Once we go down that road, there is no, there's no getting it back. There's no going the other way. Um, If you go that route, then women have an entitlement to say for generations, we have been deprived of our equality. We've been required to stay in the kitchen and cook the bills and have the babies and and uh, recent immigrants in California are, seem entitled to say that we're not being treated as equals. Um, you'll have people of different sexual orientation arguing for uh, maltreatment on their behalf. Uh, there's no way to avoid discrimination, what you would legalize, Discrimination. Everybody's gonna do it. Right. And so I th- I think that there is no other way than to do what the court has said, and that is apply true equality, and the truth shall set us free. But once you start deciding that some discrimination is okay in the interest of correcting the discrimination of 20, 30, 40 years ago. I cannot agree with that.
1: So just because whites historically and I will apologize for uh anyone who has has been hurt by discrimination by white people, right? Uh just because blacks have suffered doesn't mean that they can now turn around and discriminate against whites or against Asians. Uh the Asian community must be delighted with this ruling because their work ethic that you know, Asian parents historically train their kids to study, 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 and now their admission rates are gonna go up at Harvard.
2: That has been the experience in California and in Washington state. You know, the progressives got a lot of things wrong. But in these two states, we've got they've gotten it right uh, in voting for true equality by the law and in 2020, the Democrats in California tried to overturn our action. They're still doing it, still trying, but the people of California voted 57 to 43, that's a landslide, to leave 209 in place. And they're still trying, we may have this on the ballot again, and in, in in 2024, but we have, we have to apply the Constitution. And the Supreme Court said on June 29th, the Constitution forbids racial discrimination, whether oh, for me or whether against me in favor of somebody else. The Constitution.
1: We've lost your video, but we're out of time anyway. I wanna salute Ward Connerly. Uh, you know, almost 30 years in this battle and, and his book, Creating Equal, is available through acri.org. Our website is prayinjesusname.org. Again, prayinjesusname.org. Please donate when you visit or call us toll free at 866 God. We'll see you next time.